Welcome to Feel, Pray, Love, a podcast devoted to bravely looking beneath the surface of ourselves and the world around us. This is a place where emotions are valued messengers, where life never happens on accident, and where every single part of you is welcomed. Thank you for being exactly who you are and for showing up here today. My name is Nikki Sunshine, your host. Take my hand. And together, we will rise in love. All right, my loves. Thank you for joining me today. On this day, I want to speak to the way in which we attract our partners, our potential partners, our mates, our soulmates. And I want to speak to this through the lens of masculine and feminine energy, Shiva, Shakti, Alpha, and Omega. Okay, masculine energy, the energy of consciousness, feminine energy, the energy of love, of life. And again, all beings have both of these primordial energies within us. And so I want to speak to, what I'm going to speak to today is how the, the partner you've attracted or the people you're attracting in your romantic life are integrated in their wholeness to the same degree that you are, except it's typically reciprocal, reciprocal relationship. So I'll go more into that momentarily. Uh, And when I refer to wholeness, what I mean by wholeness is full embodied integration of the duality that lives within us, right? So we all have these dualities that exist within us, feminine, masculine, light, dark, openness, closeness. And wholeness to me is when we learn to first accept that both of these things live within us. Right? We, we ditch the idea that we're going to be all light or all open or all um, one way or the other and we accept that we are a creature of dual nature. And then we learn how to heal these primordial energies if they are out of balance, which for many of us they are, given the society we grew up in and the rules we were taught, the programming we withstood. And so we learn to balance out our energies and find this integrative flow that is authentic to our very core. So I believe wholeness looks different for everybody, right? So to bring it back to the lens of femininity and masculinity, alpha and omega, each, it's not a 50-50 split for every person, right? Every person's going to have a different level of feminine and masculine that are sort of um, running the show, you could say calling the shots. That ratio, so to speak, is going to look different for each being. 
And what I believe wholeness is, is finding that ratio that is true for you, finding that dance between your inner masculine and your inner feminine that allows you to show up most authentically in the world, sharing your gifts with the world. What does integration look like for you so that you can show up in the world sharing your gifts freely, authentically, lovingly? That can be a question for your journal. What does integration look like for you so that you can show up in the world sharing your deepest gifts authentically, freely, lovingly? Right? So the journey to healing those primordial energies if they're out of balance and finding that integration is a conversation I'm very excited about. This is the work I currently do in the world, mostly with women, but it seems to be expanding into the world with men as well. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. Um, and it's such an incredibly fulfilling journey, right? Yeah, so... We're going to talk about this in the context of partnership and how I'm going to basically explain to you how your current level of integrated wholeness is attracting the exact reciprocal of yourself in a partner, if that makes sense. I hope that does. So let me begin by sort of laying out a really, really simplified and brief historical um, sort of recap here of, of how many of us landed in the current um, state that we are in, right? I work with all kinds of people, and a lot of people that I work with are women who are operating from a hyper- masculine state. I call this the wounded masculine, right? It's out of balance. Um, and that makes a lot of sense because of the, the society and the culture in which most of us grew up, especially if you grew up in the West. It's a hyper-masculinized society that, that prioritizes um, doing and, and accomplishing and completing. And all of those things are really beautiful and they have a place. And I encourage everyone to recognize their own ability to accomplish, to reach a goal, to bring a vision into life. That's a very empowering experience, and it's um, it's a manifestation of a healthy masculine to be able to do that. And yet, when that intent grows into a pattern of of overdoing, right? And almost becoming a slave to the to-do list. I have to talk about that because, as you know, my friends, that was me for a good chunk of my life. Um, when you become overcritical, right? And, and things like being and slowing down and pleasure and listening to your body no longer have a voice in the conversation of your life. That's when we can start to look at that as sort of a hyper- wounded masculine manifestation. So, you know, if you look back into sort of the early 1900s and and 
before um, for quite some time. If we look at women, there was a long period of time where women were encouraged to you know, stay at home and take care of the family and cook and clean. And women weren't even allowed to join the workforce for so long, right? So they didn't have the opportunity to become that provider. And they they really had to receive, right? Their life depended on their ability to receive. And so historically, if you look far back enough, you see this... Um, you see that women were were living in their feminine, right? They didn't even really have a space for their masculine to come into the conversation. And so it's almost what I would call like an imbalanced manifestation of the feminine, right? Um, women back then, perhaps, some might say, knew how to receive more easily, could move more slowly, could soften, were a little bit more softer on the edges, one might say. Um, however, they were disempowered in their masculine. And so back then we had an imbalance on one end of the spectrum, right? If we're looking at the lives of women. Then in the mid 20th century, there was the women's movement, right? Um, such an important time in history where women finally started to take their place at the table, finally started to take their place at the workforce, started to own their boundaries, right? Started to um, sort of divorce that relationship to their masculine, which was non-existent, right? Their own inner masculine. They divorced that relationship and said, okay, I'm ready to take charge. I'm ready to bring my own visions into reality. I'm ready to become empowered. I'm ready to set goals, right? And that was a hugely important time for the world um, and especially for women in the West, of course. This has not happened in all of the world. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's a privilege in itself. And so there was the women's movement. And when I look at that, what I see is for women, we almost swung from one end of the pendulum to the other, right? And we're like, great, okay, now we can start businesses, we can have jobs, we can make money, we don't need men. And we started to embody this inner masculine, which is so, so important uh, if you're on a journey of integrated wholeness, right? Like I talked about in the beginning. And yet, For so many, what ended up happening is we sort of abandoned that inner feminine, yeah? And it was like, okay, I want to be a badass. I want to take care of myself, which you should, and you have a right to do that. And it's like, okay, I'm going to be one of the men, right? I'm going to be one of these men. And let me remind you, men back then, you know, on the flip side of the spectrum, when women were only embodying femininity almost to their detriment, men were only embodying masculinity, okay? We're going to get into why this is in a little bit. This is the, um, this is how it shows up in partnership, as I was mentioning earlier, right? If you're only embodying your femininity and you don't have any masculinity, you're going to look for that masculinity outside of yourself, right? So you will attract a person who is fully embodied in their masculinity 
And they're going to be attracted to you because they don't embody their femininity. And so they're going to find someone who's fully embodied in their femininity. And in terms of polarity in a relationship, that will work. And I will get to in just a little bit why that doesn't work if you are on a personal journey to integrated wholeness, okay? So now women, to go back to this timeline, this historical um, remembering here, women back then in the mid-20th century are looking at the men of that time who are fully embodied in their masculinity and mainly out of touch with their femininity. So there's an imbalance there. And they're saying, we're going to be like the men, right? And so for many women, they swung to the other end of the pendulum and they began becoming like men of that time. And they started becoming CEOs and running businesses and, and really becoming badasses. It's very inspiring and empowering to see a woman take charge like that. And there's likely for those women something that's missing. And I know this because these are the women I work with and this is the woman I was, right? I learned from that generation, right? My parents' generation was part of the women's movement and I learned not to rely on a man and to take care of myself and to get it done. And, um, you know, I, I, I went to college and I worked my ass off to get straight A's and, and I held like six jobs at a time and I was always working overtime. And, um, you know, if you've been following my journey, you've heard this story before, but I, I worked myself into this rigid sort of masculine shell, and my femininity got lost in that, right? And so now I, I'm, me, I was imbalanced on the other side of the spectrum, okay? So I was hyper-masculinized and I could take care of myself and I could uh, get shit done and I could set goals and obtain them. But I was, I didn't know how to surrender. I didn't know how to soften, to allow, to receive. Oh my gosh, I didn't know how to receive. I didn't know how to receive. I didn't know how to experience real pleasure and just relax. Right? The feminine loves to relax. She is the queen of being. And for so many women now, they don't know how to just be, how to relax. I'm talking full body relaxation where your hands, your jaws, your yoni, your cervix, your toes, your stomach, every single part of your body is fully relaxed, right? So many of us are rigid now and you would know just by taking a few moments to do a brief scan of your body, right? Take a few deep breaths, close your eyes and just notice your body. Don't try to change it, just observe it for a moment. You can feel, feel your stomach. That's a big one. Are you holding in your stomach? Are you holding any tension there? Feel your jaw. Feel your anus. Your anus and your jaw are very connected. And many, 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 many women have a tight ass. A tight butthole. Straight up. And, and it's possible you can't even feel that because it's become so desensitized, right? The feminine is deeply in tune with her body. She can feel this slightest nuance of 
of energy shift through her body's oracle. And many humans have lost touch with that side of themselves, right? Men, women, non-binary, non-gender identified people, all in between, everybody. Many people have lost touch with that, that feminine nature, that soft, receptive, sensitive nature. So you, I kind of, I wanted to share this piece just to sort of show you how historically there's a lot of societal influence here, right? Okay, and just to finish that out on the men's side, so on the men's side, when the women became empowered, um, it took a little while longer, but eventually the men started to realize like, oh, we don't, I don't feel safe to cry, right? Like, I don't even know what an emotion is. And so there birthed the kind of men's group movement, right? And getting men back in touch with their own femininity, which is fucking beautiful. It's so goddamn beautiful. And for some men or people, they've gone so deep into that work, and in the process, they've lost touch with their own ability to hold safety, their own ability to create container, their own inner masculine, right? So we've got a lot of people walking around the world, sort of out of balance, not wholly integrated in the truth of who they are through the lens of their Shiva Shakti, their masculine and feminine. Now, before we go on, I want to remind you that there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong with you. There's no rules here. Um, And if you're finding yourself curious, like, hmm, I know there's more to life and I want to experience that and I want to explore going deeper into myself, then this conversation and this work may be of interest to you. It's by no means something you have to do or need to do in order to be okay, right? You are beautiful just as you are. So, let's move on to the juicy stuff and talk about partnership, okay? (sighs) Okay, so in partnership. (laughs) Let's just start with, I'm just going to use some examples from my work. So I work with a lot of women who claim that they want to attract a masculine, um, strong man, right? They want, they want more masculinity, strong, stable man, right? They want a man who can stay grounded in the wake of her feminine emotions, right? They want a man who can provide and protect, um, a man who can create such a container of safety that she can finally relax, okay? Now, if you are not attracting that type of man or partner, okay, So maybe that's what you want, but you keep finding that you're attracting more sensitive, soft men, yeah? And you're attracting men who are really in touch with their emotions and um, 
are more surrendered and they're they're not really on mission, right? They're more kind of going with the flow and, and maybe more like a tumbleweed in the wind when it comes to making money or their business. Okay, so maybe you're attracting that kind of partner, man or woman. But, but what you're craving is that that grounded masculine kind of pillar of safety and strength that I described a moment ago, yeah? Here's what's happening from the perspective of masculine and feminine embodiment, okay? This is one perspective. There's many out there. This is what I study and teach, so this is what I'll be speaking to today. We will attract... Okay, let me back up. If we are not whole, if I am not whole already, I will attract a person that is the reciprocal of me because when them, that person and I come together, we become whole. Okay? So, let me break that down a little bit. As I mentioned earlier, when I think of a whole person, a wholly integrated being through this lens, it is someone who has healed both their inner masculine and their inner feminine and found a way for them both to coexist and dance in harmony in a way that is authentic for them, right? The exact nature of that balance of that dance is unique to each person. So, when, when someone is whole, they're going to attract a whole person, right? But if someone is not whole, okay, they are always seeking wholeness. Our conscious, our unconscious is always seeking to feel whole, to feel complete, right? And so if I'm not aware of myself and I'm not committed to my work and my healing journey and, and finding wholeness within myself, then I will unconsciously attract someone who has the qualities which I have not integrated into my own being. Okay, and that's when you have two incomplete people, not whole people, coming together and feeling whole, right? So to go back to the example I mentioned, let's say I'm a woman and I am operating primarily from my masculine, okay? I'm going to go ahead and say that likely if you're in this scenario, your masculine's probably slightly out of balance, probably operating from a wounded masculine. So you're working a lot, you're doing a lot. There's, if, if you're in that wounded masculine space, there's probably a bit of self-critical nature coming up and harshness and sort of a sharpness, right? You're moving very quickly. Maybe you feel like a slave to the to-do list. You're working really hard and you don't feel safe working, 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 there's never enough. Scarcity is often involved in this sort of manifestation, okay? And you want this masculine man to come into your life, but you keep attracting these soft, feminine, sort of go-with-the-flow men. Here's why, okay? My question to you, the woman in this position, would be this. How in touch with your own emotions are you? How willing are you to allow your emotions to flow without judgment, right? Without diagnosis. 
how able are you to open, open yourself and your heart in the presence of your pain? How easy do you find it to relax? How often do you allow yourself to veer from your schedule to go with the flow? Do you tune into your body and do you listen to the whispers of your womb? Or do you find that really difficult to do? Maybe you find you can't even feel a lot of your body, feel numb, right? So these are some questions I would begin to ask myself if I was in that position of attracting that feminine man when I'm looking for some someone with more of a masculine uh, strength, right? And the reason is, is because... Again, we will attract the reciprocal. So in other words, we will attract what we are not embodying so that we can feel whole. Okay, so if you're attracting these feminine, go-with-the-flow sort of men, it is likely that you are deeply out of touch with your own feminine. Right? You've lost touch with her. She's been silenced. Um, and Or she just doesn't have a voice in the conversation of your life right now, right? And so unconsciously, what's happening is you're attracting a partner who has that so that ah, you can relax and feel whole. And so this is why most people, because I'm going to venture to say most people are in, that are in partnership are two unwhole people coming together to feel wholeness. Again, this is all happening unconsciously. Most people aren't thinking, I don't feel whole. Who's going to make me feel whole? But these are the unconscious directives and implications of duality in the way that um, relationship and, and attraction work. Okay. So this is why for so many, most people, losing their partner can feel like a death. Right? It feels like you're being ripped apart, literally. And that's why so many people hold on to a relationship far past the point where it is of service to both people. Because losing that person feels like you're losing a part of yourself. Yeah? Does that sound familiar? I feel like I'm losing a part of myself. Because that other person is standing in for the part of you that you've disowned part of you that you've shamed or pushed down, right? So in this example, that person is holding your feminine essence. And so while you're together, you can almost fool yourself for a little bit. Like, no, I, there's my feminine, there's my masculine. But when that relationship ends, you'll soon see, oh, I feel like I just lost a very crucial part of myself. Yeah. <sighs> So let's take it on the flip side, All right? Just to give another example. So I also speak to a lot of women who are like, I want a man who is sensitive. I want a man who is sensitive. I want a man who's in touch with his emotions. <laughs> so I'm laughing because I can really relate to both of these. Um, the example I just gave would be me basically my whole life until 2017, okay? 
So I was really locked in my hyper-masculine and my feminine didn't have a place to exist because she didn't feel safe to express. And um, that's a different conversation. But so I was, I was, my whole romantic life up until 2017 was like, I just want a man who is solid, you know? And I was attracting these sort of feminine men because I wasn't giving my feminine any space to breathe and to be and to express, okay? Then, come 2017, my mom died in 2016, my whole life changed, all my walls came shattering down, and I went deep into my feminine. I was feeling everything. I was sort of blowing like a tumbleweed in the wind, and I and I almost lost my masculine, okay? So now let's speak to these women. So they're like, I want a man who can, who is in touch with his emotions. Like, I don't want these stark, feelingless men in my life, but that's all I seem to attract, men who are totally out of touch with their emotions, right? And that's basically exactly who I attracted in 2017, a beautiful human who I dated for three years who was so in his masculinity, there was no, there was no very little emotional capacity, right? And so I'm over here so deep in my emotions and my femininity, and it was very challenging for us in relationship a lot of the time. So, again, these women are like, I want a man or I want a partner with feelings. I want someone who's in touch with their emotions, who can be soft, who can hold compassion. But all she's attracting is these very, very masculine men who have very little emotional capacity and are very, very, um, typically this man is like hugely devoted to his, his mission, which is a very healthy trait of the masculine. But if someone doesn't have any room for their femininity, it could be to their own detriment and the detriment of their relationships. Um, all right, so these are the, the partners you're attracting. What's going on here, most likely, is that you are not in touch with your own healthy masculine, okay? So again, here are some questions I would pose to this woman, the woman who finds herself attracting partners who seem to be totally out of touch with their emotions, very stark in energy, um, maybe overly committed to their work to the detriment of your relationship right like like just working every single day to late no time for the relationship that type of sort of overcommittal uh committed workflow these are some questions i would pose for you dear one if you're looking for a partner or a man who is in touch with his emotions his compassion who who has some sort of yearning to connect to go deeper right my question to you would be, how safe do you feel in your own body? How able are you to set and hold a container for yourself? Are you able to stick to plans or create any sort of schedule? Or do you find that just impossible? Right? You always find yourself defaulting on your plans or your schedule to go with the flow. Are you able to provide for yourself? Are you able to make a stable income and provide for yourself? Mm. 
Do you trust yourself? Do you trust yourself? Okay. So these are some questions I would pose for you. So again, likely what's happening here for this woman is she is so embodied in her feminine. And again, I would personally most likely call this an imbalance, right? If you're like so lost in the feminine that you're just swimming in a sea of chaos and totally blowing around like a tumbleweed in the wind with no structure, no container, no safety. To me, that's an imbalance because in my world, wholeness is when we have both, right? So it's likely you're imbalanced in your feminine nature and so you're attracting partners who bring that masculine, right? Because you aren't holding your own internal masculine. You are not holding your own internal masculine in a healthy, mature way. And so unconsciously, we're always trying to feel whole on an unconscious level, right? And so you're attracting a partner who has that masculine. And since we attract our reciprocal, if you are living in the imbalanced feminine, the sea of feminine chaos, you are going to attract a partner who is living in the imbalanced masculine, a well of masculine nothingness starkness um right that can look like again the overworking the over to do uh, kind of mentality so this is why you're attracting that person it's because that's what's missing inside you okay so I've, i've laid out two examples here and they sort of exist on i describe sort of the extremes right But there can be nuances, of course. So maybe you're not living in a full sea of feminine chaos, right? Maybe you have a little bit of masculine, but maybe he's a little bit immature and he's not very strong. And so you're attracting a man or a partner with a lot of femininity and a little bit of masculine, but not not a lot. Um, I'm sorry, I reversed that. So if you were really strong in your feminine and you had a little bit of... Uh, masculinity within you that was online as part of the conversation you would attract a a partner who had really strong masculinity and maybe a little bit of that femininity maybe a little willingness to go into the emotional realm right Um, but maybe you want more of that right maybe you're like no but I want a partner who will go a little bit deeper with me so there's these nuances along the spectrum right this all exists on a spectrum And so, my loves, how do we begin to attract that partner that embodies both, yeah? Or how do we invite that forth in our current partner, right? Maybe you're with a partner you love and you're devoted to, and yet you yearn for a a more integrated dance between the two of you and your masculine and feminine energies, all my loves, I can tell you one thing. The way not to do it is to tell your partner how to be. <laughs> okay. To tell your partner or your prospective partner, like, I need you to be more feminine. I need you to be more masculine. I need you to be this, right? I've lived this life. I've played in the realm of relationships for so long. I've worked in the realm of relationships for a number of years, and I've never seen that work. 
um, what I find is that we can invite our partner to show up differently through the way that we show up, right? So the short answer is you look within and you begin the work of your own healing, right? Healing your own inner feminine, healing your own inner masculine, coming to that place of integrated wholeness within is where you begin. And so what happens is you will, okay, so let me just ground this down on one of the examples. So if I'm the woman who keeps attracting really soft feminine men and I want a masculine man who can stay grounded in the wake of my feminine storm, right? And who can um, stay present with me when I'm emotional and who can provide and, and who I can feel safe with. I'm going to start looking at my own life. I'm going to say, okay, how present and grounded do I stay in the wake of my own feminine storm? (laughs) Please write that down if I'm speaking to you because this is a game changer of a question. When you get really emotional, right, and you've got all these emotions flowing through you, How grounded and present and kind do you stay with yourself during those times, right? How does your inner masculine show up for your inner feminine, right? I'm going to start looking at safety. How safe do I feel in my body? How often am I in a reactive, tense sympathetic nervous system response state, right? Where I'm bracing for the next um, challenge or problem or, or attack. I'm going to start looking at my life. How, how able am I to make a plan and stick to it? Am I able to do that sometimes or am I never able to do that? Do I always find myself canceling plans Um, Am I able to stick to any sort of schedule? Can I hold down a job? Can I hold down a commitment? What's my relationship like to commitment? Do I find it difficult to commit to relationships? Do I find it difficult to commit to plans? Do I, you know, sign up for a course or a program and then fall off after week one or two and I find it difficult to commit to the structure of the program? Look at these things in your life, right? So that's where I would start. And if you... You know, you're journaling on these things and you're starting to look at it and you're starting to see that, oh, my inner masculine doesn't really have a voice in the conversation of my life. Then that's the work I would begin with, this healing your own inner masculine, inviting him back into the conversation. And not just through conceptualizing ideas and talking about it, but through embodying him, embodiment practices every single day. You guys, this work takes commitment. That's all I can say about it. It's like when our inner feminine or our inner masculine has been shut down, made wrong, shamed for so long, to bring them back into the conversation so that they just become a regular default part of our integrated lives requires a time a period of time where you are so committed that you practice daily it's like 
It's not something where you just listen to a podcast like this once in a while and get inspired and then things change. It requires a daily commitment, a daily practice. This is why in my work, I'm always holding containers for those who who are ready to go into this work where we we create a container of accountability, right? And we're doing daily embodiment practices and healing and clearings because so, you know, we go people come into my containers for five weeks or a month or, or three months and they get that daily exposure and, and that creates real lasting change. Over time, you don't need a daily practice to embody that version of yourself. It becomes natural. But also over time, it becomes like, why wouldn't you make a daily practice? Because you see and reap the benefits. And it's like, of course, I'm going to do my daily practice. Um, There is no work that's more important to me than that. Both him and her, my masculine and feminine, right? So, if you're unhappy with the caliber of partner you're attracting not to say that they're bad or wrong as a human being but if you're unhappy with the energy of the partners you're attracting right in a grand way or a small way to change that begins with you and it begins by looking within and seeing okay what part of myself doesn't really have a voice at the table and to take it a step further what part of myself is operating from a wounded foundation, right? Because you might say, I have a very strong masculine. I'm always working. I'm always doing this. But like I mentioned, and like I mentioned, many of us are operating from a wounded masculine uh, manifestation, right? So it's like that overworking to the detriment of your relationships and your mental health, that slavery to the to-do list, that self-critical nature, that inability to relax because you're so doing this, doing that, that, um, ooh, a really common one with the wounded masculine is saying yes when you mean no, right? The inability to give yourself time for your relaxation, for your practice, for you. So a lot of time that wounded masculine manifestation looks like someone who's really busy, always doing everything for other people, going to every invite, going to every event, working 10 jobs and and not having any time for their feminine to blossom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So, yeah, on... With all this being said, I hope that this this conversation has shed light on why you're attracting the partners or potential mates you're attracting, and I hope it's given you a roadmap to where you can go from here, yeah, how to get started. And if this work is of interest to you, um, this is the work I'm devoted my life to and um, my latest offering her reclamation is now closed it's already underway some really brave beautiful women in there doing the deep work and what I have that's really exciting to announce is that um, I'll soon be accepting one-on-one clients yeah it's 
been almost a year since I've had one-on-one clients. Um, the nature of one-on-one work with me is deeply transformative and um, it's liberating, but it's also quite um, confronting. Yeah. I am, I am a mentor, a coach, a space holder who's not afraid to trigger those who work with me. In fact, I know that if our container is as powerful as it can be, you will likely get triggered and parts of you will, will show their face in our container because we've cultivated such a deep sense of safety and intimacy in those healing containers. So um, with that being said, I put a lot of energy and love into my one-on-one healing containers and for the last year, I've been so incredibly focused on my own healing journey. You know, I, I got rid of all my things and moved across the world and started a new life in Indonesia and Bali. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm at a place now where it feels so right to open up space for these again. So soon I will be opening up spaces for three beautiful humans who are ready to go on this journey and step into integrative wholeness within themselves to operate from a harmonious dance between their inner masculine and their inner feminine. Yeah. Um, To heal those wounded manifestations on either side of the conversation. So if this work is speaking to you, my loves, um, you are the first to know I haven't announced this on anywhere else any of my other platforms yet so I encourage you to send me an email uh, at hello Nikki sunshine at gmail.com please use the subject line one-on-one work inquiry okay and just shoot me a message to let me know you're interested and you're curious and um, I'll give you some more information and then we can set up a call yeah, I can. I anticipate that um, I won't be able to accept all those who are ready because I only have space for three people. So if you are interested, um, do reach out sooner rather than later. And let's connect. Ooh, that feels so exciting. <laughs> I wasn't planning on announcing that today. That just came out. And it, it that really just came out from source. It It's just, I'm having a moment of recognition, like, yeah, it's time. You're going to do one-on-one work again. Um, Oof, and it's so freaking powerful. Yeah, wow. (laughs) Cool. So, my loves, um, thank you so much for joining me on this day. If this conversation has been of service to you, Please share it far and wide, send it to your friends, throw it up on your Instagram story, tag me at heartwombhealing. And also, um, what was, well, that thought just came and went so fast. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, okay. I, I lost the thought entirely. So cancel that and also share this with your people. Uh, do leave a rating and review on iTunes, on Spotify, if you have a few minutes to spare. That is so incredibly helpful. And if you don't feel like doing any of that, but your life has been impacted by this show, 
I implore you, I encourage you, I invite you to send me a little message. You can do so at the email address, Sunshine at gmail.com. You can also write me a direct message on Instagram at heartwombhealing and just let me know how this show has been impacting you. Uh, nothing soothes my soul and warms my heart like those messages I receive from you all telling me how this show has served you. I've received some messages from people who are like, yeah, just so you know, I've been listening to you every week for like two years and you helped me through some of the deepest, darkest parts of my life. And those messages just blow me away and, and bring me so much gratitude. So do reach out. I love to hear from you. I love to hear your story, where you are on your journey to wholeness. And... I bow in reverence to you, beautiful soul. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying yes to yourself today. Do give yourself a little time to integrate this. I always encourage setting a little safe space and pulling out the journal or just laying down on your bed with some candles lit and allowing all of this information to slowly land in your cells and integrate into your very being. Wow, I feel really excited. Okay, y'all, I love you so much. Thank you for being here, and I will catch you in the next episode.